It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a Friday Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. I know you've heard me say it before, but I'm going to keep starting every podcast this way until June 25th. That is the second annual Get Stuck on Sports golf outing. Brady has set up a tab on GetStuckOnSports.com that says golf outing. Go there, sign up your team. Jesus, I can't even start off the show well. Have something in my throat right away. All right, well, um, now that you've plugged the golf outing and we've gotten that business out of the way, by the way, sign up the form's like 30 seconds long. Um, We have actually a decent amount to talk about. I saw two really good baseball games that have very big implications on their respective conference races. Uh, You saw... What may have been one of the performances of the year in softball. By two players. Yes. One in a loss. <laughs> one one in, a loss. in a loss. Um yeah, it's uh it should be a fun show. But before we get into baseball and softball, Dennis, I was looking around last night and I was talking to people and I got really excited because I found out something is going to happen for the first time in seven years this fall yeah he, he even he even texts me out of i'm like what does brady want at this he's watching the draft i know he's watching the draft what does he want to talk to me about so i find out on october 21st the year of our lord 2022 for the first time since 2005 marysville and port here on high will play a football game against each other and he's already got the hype train going. I because this is something I've wanted since I was in high school, and I have been trying everything to get it to happen. So when I found out it was, oh, it made my night. Think about this: these are two schools that are what five, seven miles from each other, and they haven't played in basically. No one in the schools have been alive since the last time these two teams played. And if they had been, they were an infant. Should I make you jealous by saying I've seen a whole bunch of Marysville PH football games? I was nine last time they played (laughs) for contact. The best one was the very first one I saw. I know. And that's why I'm excited. And I was already talking. I already said that, Taddy, nope, you're bumped from Port here on High Northern to Port here on Marysville week. (laughs) <laughs> because that just made me so happy because well, he can do both this <laughs> yeah he was excellent this past year when they had a scrimmage i walked down after i'm talking to the coaches i'm going no more scrimmaging play play each other they're big enough they're division three or four that it's not going to hurt your playoff points and you're playing warren collegiate anyway just play each other and they listened and it's happening and i couldn't be more excited because for the longest time i'd hear from each side that it was the other's fault why they weren't playing and now it's happening and life is good so week nine october 21st i believe it's in marysville for the first one port here on high in marysville are playing in football and I'm just over the moon about it. You know, and I saw Coach Perkins at softball last weekend. And he didn't say anything about it. No. Didn't say anything about it. Holding back big news from me. Well, now that we found it, that um, 
that has made my day, and I just wanted to take a couple minutes in the intro because for, I'm sure, a lot of the kids listening to this, they won't get it, but if you had a parent or someone that was involved with either program, especially in the 90s, some of those games that they had were unbelievable, and that needs to become a yearly game now. Yes, uh, and I love all the Mac BWAC matchups that are early in the season, too. Yeah, we have three of those, which, yeah, that's going to be a blast. All so, right. Anyway, baseball and softball the rest of the show, but <laughs> I, I had to mention that. I am I am like a kid on Christmas with that news. Um, I, I couldn't tell. All right, we'll be back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low e-glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863.
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated thankfully with auto owners insurance doesn't have to be one of them we work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things like not being that fan oh come on ref that's simple human sense For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, it's time to uh, get busy. You know, it's, it's interesting because we had more bad weather this week and we had games canceled, games switched. We went places we weren't planning on being and there wasn't much at all going on Wednesday and yet the games we did see, the game, the, the two or three games that were played, the two that we saw were really interesting games and we'll start with baseball because you had Armada Richmond and this was a really interesting game. Yes, it was. And Richmond is a bit of an enigma to me right now. They have, I think, as a ceiling, like when everyone's playing their best, maybe the best team in the area. However, they go in these slumps, and Armada took full advantage of it. So in game one of this series, Richmond just mollywopped Armada 19 nothing three innings. Okay, that was a fun bus trip. Now we're heading home. We get we get the first win, Armada's first league loss. And you're just like, oh, okay, Armada, maybe they're not top of the BWAC material, whatever. So going to go do game two, and I'm just interested to see. I'm like, okay, does Armada put up more of a fight? And, well, in the top of the first, they started off right away with showing that, hey, no, 
last game was an anomaly. Starts off, have a strikeout to lead off the game, then a single from Wyatt Modzalewski, a single from Cole Mahaffey, a RBI ground out from Marcy, and Hunter Filber has an RBI hit, and it's 2-0 Armada after one inning, and you're like, oh, okay. They, they're they a little upset. They, they're facing Ryan Nettles, Josh Genuine's on the mound for Armada. Bottom of the second, Richmond comes up. First two batters fly out to center field. But then single, single walk, single from Nettles, 2-2 ball game. And you're like, okay, Richmond has the bats going. They're going to figure it out. And then no one could do anything for the next few innings. It stayed 2-2 until the bottom of the fourth when Hudson Davenport had a leadoff single. Ryan Nettles bunted him over. And then Skyler Lowers scored him on a ground out that he moved up to third on a uh, pass ball, I believe. And yeah, RBI ground out and it's 3-2 to two Richmond. You're like, that's a huge run. So Richmond's up 3-2 to two and you're like, the way this game's going, Nettles has gotten into a groove. I don't know if Armada's going to be able to put, uh, put anything together to answer. And then top of the next inning. First batter gets out, Wyatt Waskin walks, Modzalewski lines out, then a walk and a two RBI, or sorry, an RBI single for Marcy after Waskins scored on a wild pitch. He stole a base. They, both teams were small ball in the way after Richmond had just said, what small ball, we're just going to hit the ball all over the place. And it's four to three. And Richmond hadn't done much. Like I said, they kind of had to manufacture their one run. And then Josh Genuine just put it in another gear. So after that inning, the last two innings, the last three at-bats for Richmond, they had just one hit. And they got the tying run on in the seventh. But Genuine finished it out strong. He was really efficient. And Armada beats Richmond. 4-3 Four to three to now get the series split, and we said before, if Armada gets the split, that feels like a big win, and especially after Game One went, that's a huge win. Genuine had the win; he struck out just one Richmond batter. But here's the important thing: he walked two and only hit one. He didn't give up free bases, and Armada didn't make any errors that I can think of. They might have had one in there. Yeah, uh, the, the, that that's the key, though. Like, every rally you talked about in that game seemed to start with a walk or with two walks. And and that makes it, it makes it so much easier when you don't have to work for what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know what got into Richmond because they, they obviously up and down their lineup are super talented. It was colder. I will say on a warmer day, Maybe a couple of the long flyouts Armada or that Richmond had that Armada played well. Maybe hit the fence. Maybe go over the fence, but they didn't. And I want to give Armada's coaching staff and their kids a lot of credit. You could tell they had that team scouted. They were moving outfielders around. They were playing some guys really deep. The last out of the game, Hitzelberger, lefty, turns on one, and the ball ends up three feet short of the 310 sign down the right field line and who was that Carazales was there brought it in final out almost a a game would have been a game winning home run had he put it 
15 more feet further. Maybe if it's a warmer day, it is. But Armada did a really nice job, and that's a huge win. They are 5-1 and one in BWAC play, and I think technically in first place because I don't believe North Branch has played their series yet this week. So, yeah, that's a big win for Armada. And now that's Richmond's second BWAC loss already through three weeks. Again, though, you know, we look at the BWAC, and yeah, I think Richmond is the best team. I think Richmond's going to win the BWAC. I'll make that statement right now, and then somebody else can upset them again and, and laugh at me. But I think they're the best team. But the BWAC is not easy. No. It's it's not a pushover from series to, to series, and it's not automatic that they're going to sweep and every single series. the toughest sport to be consistent at. And the weather is cold. It affects everybody a different way. Like you say, well, both teams have to play in the cold. Some guys don't mind it, and some guys mind it a lot. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, again, I'm not panicking because North Branch and Armada both got a win because I also look at what Richmond did to North Branch and Armada in the game before they lost to them. Right. So, you know they have that in them, but then – for both teams to bounce back and get low-scoring wins is intriguing, and it, it, it you can't tell what's the real Richmond. Are they a team that, when it's going well, they're like a freight train. When they get going, you can't stop them. But when they're not moving, it takes a lot to try to get that rally going because this is the second straight week they've done this. Yeah, or or is it, oh, we, we win big on uh, the, in the first game and maybe you don't have your foot on the gas pedal right away for the second game. Like maybe you're taking it for granted. Maybe this is a good lesson for them that will actually make them even better down yeah, the road. Like I said, Genuine pitched uh, a great game against them. Um, they, they just play good baseball. They, they understand. They play with high IQ, and they, they run the base pass well, and they take advantage of everything they give um, that, that's given to them. Now, here's just a little interesting tidbit that you can keep in the back of your mind. We talked in a previous show about how St. Clair and Richmond are in the same district. Armada's in that district, too. Which is, they're what we call the monkey wrench team. Well, they can in get the, in there and they can mess things up where, where you're thinking, you're looking at it going, ooh, St. Clair or Richmond, one of these teams, and they're going to have – and if they get out of here, it's going to be a long run. Too. Yeah, and, and you've got these teams that are like, hey, it's one game elimination. And these are teams that can, on any given day, they can compete and match up with anybody. Yeah, so – but right now it's North Branch and Armada – are the two big BWAC teams, and I believe they play next week. And this is where having pitching depth will really come in because you're you're looking at that, Brady. You got to throw your ace the first game. You can't hold back. No. You got to throw your ace the, the first game. Of, and, of, of district, you're saying. Yeah, yes. and, and then hope that your number two guy, if you get to the finals, hope that your number two guy can out-duel their number two guy. Exactly. But but it, but if you're Richmond and you're St. Clair, you can't hold back in game one of the uh, the districts um, because those other teams might be able to beat your second guy. They exactly. might be able to beat your first guy. Exactly. But big win for Armada. Congratulations to them. Oh, and I, I really like Armada. Everyone there is super nice. I think they do a really nice job. They need different baseball jerseys. <laughs> 
You didn't like them? Did not like them. I I saw really nice jerseys this week. Yeah. I did I, a lot of softball, and um, like St. Clair's jerseys are the best I've seen so far. Um, and that was earlier in the week, and I talked about it on the last show. Yeah. They, no, they, they had awesome jerseys. I like Armada, and like I said, everyone there has been super nice. I like the coaches. I like Don, the AD, has been amazing. Um, but come on. We need new baseball jerseys there. At least that set. I don't know what their home uniforms look like. They need new road, road jerseys. Anyway, um, they played well in them. They played well in them, and they got what might be a, the, the, a, a win that shifts the BWAC for the rest of the season. They might never take those jerseys off or wash them the rest of the year. Exactly. So um, I think we just had one other baseball game that was played on it Wednesday. It was a big one. It was. St. Clair got a, a walk-off in eight innings against Lance Cruz North, 3-2. to uh, two. Of all things, Owen Blank and RBI walk to win it. Yeah. A walk-off walk, which is so anticlimactic. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like, it's so hard to go, ball four. Oh, and the Saints win! <laughs> yes. And, and then you have to wait as he walks or runs down to first, and you have, you have to make sure he steps on the base. Yep. Yep, everybody has to do yep. the right thing and move up their base. And oh yeah, yep. um, Carter Hurlbut with a couple of hits. Great pitching for the Saints. Cam Bleasdale, uh, six and two thirds, no earned runs, five hits, walked a guy, struck out eight, and doesn't get the win. Uh, Brendan, <laughs> yeah, Brendan Cole does going an inning in the third in relief and only giving up a hit, a walk, and striking out one. But uh, uh, and we'll talk more about the the Saints because you saw them yesterday yeah, yeah. in the next segment. They but, are a very solid team. Yeah. I talked about how Richmond might have the highest ceiling of any team. This St. Clair team is very steady, Eddie. They, I don't think they get to. They're maybe the most consistent team, and their record reflects that. I think they're eleven and one now. Yeah, no, nobody's playing better ball right now than than St. Clair in our area. No, I, I would agree with that consistently. Yeah. Uh, and again, we'll we'll go more in depth with the Saints because Brady saw their game yesterday and they swept that series with Lance Cruz North. I had a softball game on uh, Wednesday, um, and it, again, I was supposed to go to Armada for a doubleheader Armada Northern, and that got canceled because of the weather. But Marine City played, bless them, in the wind. And oh the yeah, cold. It, was so- it was sunny. But it was windy and cold. Oh, I was I was in the booth at Richmond. I brought a heater. I, I mean, it was probably fifty some degrees in that booth. I was feeling good. I had my jacket, my hat on. I'm like, hey, let's let you guys can play too. I'm fine. I had my little pod up, uh, and that kept the wind off me for the most part until it was time to to put it away. Stupid thing never folds up the way it's supposed to. You struggle with it for four days, and you're frozen. Just putting the pod away. It keeps you warm during the game, and then you're frozen putting it away. Yes. Stupid. Anyways, design something that collapses the way it's supposed to, like the directions say. All right, Anyways, softball. Game. That, that, that's my you, – you want the key? I'll give you the formula to getting mercied, Brady. Here's the formula to getting mercied. Oh, okay. Give up 16 hits, make six errors, walk seven, throw seven wild pitches, and give up three stolen bases, and I guarantee – that you will get mercyed. <laughs> All right. That's what Cousineau did. Uh, Seventeen to seven, Marine City beat uh, Cousineau um, in in a weird game um, that started out first inning. Leadoff hitter Jade Blanchard triples on a ground ball. 
Ground ball, second baseman, couldn't get it on the backhand, and it hit the grass and took off like AstroTurf and split the two outfielders and rolled all the way out to the fence, and Jade can fly around the bases. She was standing at third before the play was over. Then they wild pitched her home. Then they walk the next two hitters, give up a double steal. Ground ball from Deetland scores a run. Ainsley Coleman singles in a run. She ended up going four for four in the game with a, a couple of RBIs. Three nothing Marine City after one. Second inning. Catcher tries to pick off a runner at first when there's a runner at second. He's got too cute with it. Well, I mean, where are they going? Yeah. She's not stealing the bag, but threw the ball down the right field line. Both runners score. Now it's a 5 nothing game. Cousin O gets a bomb from Taylor Carraway, their, their catcher. Boy, she can hit. Um, over this Against the wind, over the center field fence, by a lot. 5-2, to two, you're back in the game. Yeah. Nope. Bottom of the third, they give up five. Uh, Coleman with a single. Simons with a single. Second baseman kicks the ball. Rickert singles home a run. Volkman doubles home a run. Blanchard singles home a run. And all of a sudden, it's a 10-2 to two game after three, and I'm thinking, we're out of here in five today. Right. Like th- This game's ending early. Cousineau comes back because they can hit a little bit. Two-run bomb from Ali Showy. Triple from Kurzuski. Mariners make an error. There's a walk. Two-run double by Claire Mulbrandt. The inning ended with Mulbrandt trying to stretch it into a triple. But all of a sudden, five runs in for Cousineau, and we're going into the bottom of the fourth, and it's 10-7. to seven. And now you're thinking, all right, this is going to be a nail-biter play yeah. out. You're thinking you might get a repeat of the Cousin Marine City game from last year. That was exactly what I was thinking, and I mentioned it during the broadcast. I said, you know, Brady was here last year. The only difference was it snowed. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was that cold, and it snowed, and it was what, Cousin won, I think, 23-20? Yeah, 23-20, 23-21, something like that. Yeah. And in extra innings, wasn't it? No, I think it was just in seven. Just in seven? All right. But then the, the, the Mariners settled down. They scored four in the fifth and three more in the uh, sixth to walk off with a 17-7 to uh, seven, uh, win. Before I get into the long list of Mariner stats, um, I want to point out Savannah Karzewski went four for four in the leadoff spot for Cousineau. First at-bat, singled. Second at-bat, doubled. Third at-bat, tripled. So she came up in her fourth at-bat, needing the home run, not just for the cycle, Brady, but for what they call the pure cycle, which is actually originally what the cycle was, was you had to do them in order. Which was dumb. Which is very dumb, and then somebody realized, hey, this is impossible to do as it is. Let's just say if you get the four hits, you are you get the cycle. But um, So she had the chance, and if it weren't a windy day, I think she would have hit for the cycle. She hit a bomb out into the left center field gap. Normally at Marine City, the wind blows out. It was blowing across on Wednesday, and the ball got knocked down shy of the warning track, and it ended up being her fourth hit, another double, a stand-up double. But I think if it's a normal day with the wind blowing out, she would have hit for a pure cycle, which is like your odds of seeing that are astronomical. But um, I just wanted to point that in a losing effort, she had a great ball game. Caraway with a two-run homer. Uh, Showy had a two-run uh, homer. They hit the, the Mallbrant girls, too, swing the bat really well. Cousin no hits, but 
They can't catch the ball, and they weren't any good at pitching it. They used two left-handers in the game, and neither one of them could could get any outs. And for the Mariners, everybody hit. Two hits for Jade Blanchard, triple, three runs, RBI. Mia Pelagata had two hits, a double, walked three times, scored four runs. So she was up five times and got on base five times, had an RBI and a steal. Uh, Mackenzie Laboon had three hits, including a, a double that – on a regular day, probably would have been a home run. She drove in a run. Ainsley Coleman, four for four with two RBIs. Bella Volkman doubled on a normal day at Marine City, probably a home run. Um, and uh, she scored a run and knocked in a run. And Marine City got a 17-7 to win. That's a league win for them that puts them 4-1 and one in league and uh, at the time 8-3 and three overall. And also, Cousineau, who was one of those teams that last year – you know, they were right in the mix, and now they're one and three in league play, and and dropped to to two and six. Um, and again, they have a lot of things that they're going to have to fix uh, on their side. And for Marine City, um, this was one of those times where they they showed us what they can do when they're not kicking the ball around because um, they can swing the bats, and they're very talented uh team and that was an impressive 17 to 7 uh win for them on wednesday and we're going to get into uh, what they did yesterday in a moment because i saw their double header against uh, richmond game two and not so much game one yeah yeah classic yeah, instant we- classic is what they call it right yeah so We'll talk about that next because there were actually a lot of games played yesterday. It wasn't a bad day. It was a little chilly, but it was sunny, and it was – I saw a really good ball game. You saw one really good ball game, and then another, like you said. Yeah, it was <laughs> – it, it happened. It happened. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with that in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
Welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Uh, I did a uh, softball doubleheader yesterday at Richmond between Richmond and uh, Marine uh, City. And game one was an absolute classic. Absolute classic. Scoreless going into the uh, top of the uh, the seventh. And then the only run of the game was scored very dramatically. I'm going to Start with Jocelyn Dietland on the mound. And she was maybe the second best pitcher in the game. But here's what she did. First inning, gave up a single, sacrifice, pop up to the pitcher, ground ball. Second inning, pop up to third, strike out, fly out to center. Third inning, fly out to center, strike out, fly out to right. Fourth inning, pop up to third, strike out, comeback. And this is a Richmond lineup that is one of the best in the area, maybe even the state. Yep. Next inning, single, pop up to the catcher, fielder's choice, walk, strike out. Then in the sixth, single, fly out to right, ground out, strike out. And then in the seventh, pop up to short, single, strike out, strike out. Complete game, no runs, four hits. And her team couldn't score any runs because Katie Shoeboy was on the mound for Richmond, fresh off of back-to-back shutouts over Armada, where she gave up three hits and struck out 25 in a doubleheader last week. That's just stupid. She retired the first 17 hitters of the game, was perfect with two outs in the sixth. Ground out, strike out, strike out in the first. Ground out, strike out, strike out in the second. Strike out, strike out, fly out. Pop up, strike out, strike out. Strike out, pop up, strike out. Strike out, strike out. You sound like a broken record right there. The number nine hitter, Olivia Volkman. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch was a pitch that it was a ball, but Brady had the umpire called it a strike. No one would have said a word it was one of those pitches where sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Nobody squawked because it, it was, was a, a ball, ball, but he could have called it a strike in the situation, and nobody would have squawked. And Volkman walked, and for just a second, because Shoeboy, she knew what was going on. Yeah. She knew she was throwing a perfect game. Oh, yeah. No, anyone who says they didn't realize that are liars. Yeah. Like, maybe a no-hitter if you've walked a few guys or something or hit a couple. But, no, perfect game, you know. So, she's angry. She's a competitor. Mm-hmm. So, she's overthrowing. Walks Jade Blanchard. So, back-to-back walks. And now, Marine City's got a threat. They went out, talked to her for a second. And the next hitter strikes out on three pitches. Just carved her up. Like, and this is the thing about Shoe Boy, surgical, Brady. She goes up, she goes down, she uses both sides of the plate. She throws hard, but she changes speeds. And she's got a pitch. It's a changeup, but it tails away at the end. So it's almost like a curveball. Like a slider? Yeah, it, it's, it's a really funky-looking pitch. Doesn't throw it a ton, but when she throws it, you don't Almost have a chance. Like how a circle changeup moves? How yeah, that like it doesn't you, go straight down. You 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 just you, you you don't have a chance. It's like not fair. It's like the the pitch should be illegal because <laughs> because it's not fair. So we're scoreless going into the top of the the seventh. 
Um, and Shoeboy has lost her perfect game, but she's still throwing a no-hitter. Mackenzie Laboon leads off the seventh with a ground ball to short. So there's so one out. Nothing, nothing game. Nothing, nothing game. And you're, there's no end in sight. There's no end in, in sight. It doesn't look like either team. Or you're thinking, all, all right, well, the, the last two innings, Richmond has gotten a couple of hits and they've had base runners. So if the Mariners can't do anything here in the top of the seventh, maybe Deetland's running out of gas and Richmond's going to scratch out a run in the seventh and win this thing, and Shoeboy's going to get a no-hitter. Right. That's what you're thinking. And then Jocelyn Dietland said, oh, excuse me, I'm going to hit the ball over the left center field fence here and break up the no-hitter, the shutout, and win the game one to nothing because I'm going to come out and shut them down in the bottom of the seventh. And that's exactly what happened. Dietland ran into one and, um, you know. Close, no doubter. Five feet. Okay. So, Five feet. I mean, the, the out, both, both outfielders, the center fielder and the left fielder, went all the way back, and they followed it all the way to the end. So, I mean, it, it made it out. It, it was hit hard, and it made it out, but it wasn't like one of those 50 feet over the fence ones that we see sometimes. Gotcha. So it was like the, the call was high fly ball, hit well, going back, going back, going back, gone. So, so that's got to be one of the performances of the year in any sport to shut out Richmond and then hit the game's only home run for the game's only run. For your team's only hit. Yes. And do it in the seventh. And Shoeboy might have one of the performances of the year in a loss. Yeah. So here, here's Dietland's line. Seven innings, no runs, four hits, a walk, seven strikeouts, and a solo home run in the seventh to break up a no-hitter and win the game. Uh, and Katie Shoeboy, seven innings pitched, one run, one hit, walk three, struck out 14, and retired the first 17 hitters of the game. And lost. And lost. <laughs> Baseball and softball can be such a fickle sport, can it? So so here, here's the thing. That game ends, and I hear immediately batting cages and balls <laughs> being rattled around. Richmond, they've got batting cages. It's Richmond. Yeah. They've got batting cages at, at the field, and they went right from off the field into the batting cages, and it's tink, tink, tink while I'm getting lineups and, yeah. and, and getting ready. So – they did that thing that I don't like. They floopy flopped in the second game, and Richmond's the road team now. Yeah. So they bat first, even though they're at home. And, um, yeah, Piper Clark leads off the game with a bomb over the left field fence. one nothing instantly. They were angry now. Olivia Which, Twite. By the way, real quick, that's a big win for Marine City. Yes, it's a huge win for Marine that's City. That's a really big win. I know they only had one hit, but to still hold Richmond, that shows, hey, you play solid defense, you don't give them a chance. You have that ability. Well, the big thing is no errors. Right. Neither team. It, that's the other thing. It was a crisp game. Now, mind you, there were 21 strikeouts, so Which not everything was put in play. Crisp. But everything that was put in play was played cleanly. So Clark leads off with a homer. Olivia Toit comes up, rips a single in the left. Uh, the ball gets by the left fielder, so she ends up at second. Lauren Creon crushes one to third on a line, and it's caught for the out. Next batter is Stafford. She singles, um, and they've got runners at the corners. Hildreth hits a ground ball. Stafford steals second, by the way. Hildreth hits a ground ball to third that Volkman boots. Nobody can advance. The bases are loaded now. Um, Reinhardt lines one to right to drive in two runs. Ferranti 
Lines one to right center for a double, scoring two more runs. Servi gets hit by a pitch. Then there's a ground out. And then Clark comes up again, second time in the inning. She's already homered once. Homers again, almost to the identical spot in left field. So two home runs in one inning. Three, That's nice. Three-run shot. Uh, then Toit hit a double, but they stranded her because Creon struck out. And Lauren Creon, who's their number three hitter and a big bat in their lineup, actually makes two outs in an inning where they score eight runs. So you knew what happened when she came up in the third inning. Knowing that she'd made two of the outs in the first inning, she hit one over the left field. I call it the angriest home run I've ever seen in my life. She crushed it. It was an atomic bomb gone the minute she hit it, and you knew it was going to stay fair because she'd pulled a couple foul. She was was on a mission in that at-bat. She was going to hit a home run after making two outs in the first, and she did, and ended up the game with three hits because then she got the single and the double in her next two at-bats. Yeah, so <laughs> Richmond did some damage, and they, they uh, yeah. Yeah. They but took they had a, in game two. They had an 8 nothing lead at the end of one, and after three, it was 10-6. to six. Yeah, so it was another a pesky team. Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was a weird, weird like that. But then um, after four innings, Richmond went back to shoe boy. And in the, the, the three innings that she pitched, pop up to third, strikeout, 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 ground ball, error, strikeout, strikeout. Yep. So she ended up uh, pitching 10 innings yesterday and striking out 21. Yeah, that's a pretty good performance. And giving up one single hit, and she got a loss and a save for her efforts. Um, 13-6, by the way, Richmond won that uh, second game. Just a couple of numbers. Bella Volkman, two hits and an RBI. Paige Nelson had two hits and drove in three. She had a real good game at the plate. Um, Piper Clark, three hits, two home runs, three runs, four RBIs, stolen base, and picked up the win. Uh, Olivia Toit, uh, four hits, two doubles, two runs, an RBI. Uh, Lauren Creon, three hits, the homer, the double, two runs, two RBIs. Ashley Stafford had three hits, a run, and an RBI. Sophie Ferrante, two hits, a double, a run, two RBIs. And we mentioned Shoeboy goes three perfect uh, innings with seven strikeouts to get the save. So, again, just because it boggles my mind, seven innings pitched, one run, one hit, three walks, 14 strikeouts, took a loss um while in game two piper clark goes four innings and gives up six runs six hits and gets a win don't yeah don't forget folks <laughs> wins and losses mean nothing for pitchers yeah. if anyone tries to use the win-loss argument of why someone's a good or bad pitcher don't <laughs> listen to them because that's the perfect example katie Shoeboy got degromed and yeah <laughs> Look at that line. That is a that might be one of the performances we'll see all year, and she gets the loss. So yeah. wins and losses are not a good metric of how good a pitcher is. Anyway, there was other softball that went on. Lots yesterday. of other softball that went on. Where where do you want to go to? Well, I just uh, okay. So we just did uh, Richmond. Uh, let's stay in the BWAC. Elmont swept Emily City. Finally, uh, they play some BWAC games. Yes, uh, their their first two actually. Yeah. Uh, North Branch still hasn't played a BWAC game yet. They've been rained out in every series. We got to get this. We got to get some BWAC softball going. BWAC baseball is getting hot and heavy, and I like it. We need BWAC softball to get going and get some get some uh, races going on. Yeah. Uh, Elmont all over Emily City, though, in the doubleheader. 10 nothing in game one. Uh, Grace Johnson walked and scored three times. 
Grace Koenig had three hits, including a double, four RBIs, and scored twice. Devin Johnston, two hits, uh, scored twice, drove in a run. Ellie Chapman homered and drove in three. Kendall Roshevsky had uh, two hits and a walk. And uh, Maya McLean goes five, scatters six hits, uh, walks one, strikes out three to pick up the win in game one. Elmont takes game two, nine to one. Um, Johnson again with two hits and an RBI, scores a couple more runs. Koenig has three more hits, a double, a triple, and an RBI. Uh, Ellie Chapman has two more hits, drives in two more runs. And uh, Brooklyn Bunch got into the action with two hits and an RBI. Um, and Natalie Stone homered for uh, Emily City. Emily City's 1-3 and three in league. Elmont's 2-0. and oh. They're 9-0 and oh overall. They yeah. haven't lost yet. And, and they can hit, and like I say, they've improved uh, their, their pitching. So you got Elmont at 2-0, and oh, Algonac at 5-1, and one, Richmond at 3-1 and one in the BWAC. Croslex is 2-2. Two and two. Um, and then Armada's one and three, Emily City's one and three, but we know that those are good teams, but they've had to play the big shooters early in the season. North Branch hasn't played a game yet. Right. And Yale is 0-4 so far, uh, as far as the ladies are concerned in BWAC play. So, Elmont has won nine games now. They've shut out opponents in six of them. And this is a team that really gave up a lot of runs last year. They scored a lot. Now they're scoring a lot and not giving up so much. They've scored 10 or more in seven of the nine games. Their worst output was seven against Clio. On Monday, they go to Algonac for a doubleheader. And um, I don't know what I'm going to see, but I know that, that this is going to be one of the two remaining telling series in the BWAC because we've already had Richmond-Algonac and they split. Yes. Now we're going to get Elmont, Algonac, and later we'll get Elmont, Richmond. I'll throw North Branch in there as well when they play the team. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't want to leave them out, but right now, just based on the standings, as again, we don't have standings for North Branch. They haven't played a BWAC game yet. Um, the, these are huge. Yes, they are. Um, yeah, that was it for BWAC softball because no one wants to play. Um, <laughs> other scores from yesterday. Warren Cousino tops Port here on high 10-2. to two. Julia Gilbert in the loss had a hit and a walk. She scored a run. Gross Point South edges Northern 6-5. to five. Becca Larson, two hits, a triple. Drove in three runs. Mackenzie Shagney had a hit in an RBI. And Ariana Hagen. Had a hit, an RBI, and she came across the score as well. Did South walk that one off? No, that was at Northern. That was at, okay. Um, Marysville, they drop another Mac White game to Lance Cruz North. Now, Lance Cruz North is a very talented team. This isn't a upset or a bad loss by any means. But they lose 7-5. to five. Um, They had some nice performers. Kate Westmiller has three hits, a double. She's starting to hit for extra bases more often this year. Brandy Bassett has one of the hottest bats in the area right now. She has just been quietly raking. Three hits, a walk, a run score, drove in a run as well. Caitlin Kane, two hits, another home run for her, two RBIs. A walk, she came around to score, and Callista Nagan had two hits, including a double. But that's Marysville's second loss in league. The Mac White's going to be tough. They could very well win the league with two losses, but you're also asking to run the table after four games. Yeah. That's going to be rough. 
They're probably it's, lobbying to get the doubleheader with St. Clair switch so that the second game's a league game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of St. Clair, they got a win over a talented Stevenson team. Poor Sterling Knight Stevenson. How many low-scoring games are they going to lose? They lost a, well, 6-4 to four against Marysville, but it was nothing-nothing through through five and a half. Uh, they lose to St. Clair 2-1. to one. Hadley Schwartz, another bat that we hadn't talked about coming into the year that just seems to keep hit, getting yep. multi-hit games. She had two hits. Julia Schweighoffer had the game-winning RBI. Avery Paul, seven innings pitched, one run given up, four hits, didn't walk anyone, struck out 10. Avery Paul is making a case for... Whatever you want to say, best player in the air for our first pick in our draft, um, MVP. She is, you can put her numbers up with anyone, both on the mound and at the plate this year. And and Stevenson's not coming up to St. Clair County anymore. That, why would they want to? Six to four, they lost to Marysville. Two nothing to Algonac. Five to three to Marine City. And now two to one to St. Clair. They're all in four up here. Why come up again? I yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um that was yeah that's a that's a tough pair of games uh do you want to take a break because we had a, just a couple baseball games we can talk about St. Clair um their win over Lance Cruz North and that was really the only good result from the area yesterday yeah I just uh, want to throw in Dakota beat Anchor Bay eight to two and I mentioned that because Anchor Bay is a good softball team and Dakota and Dakota beat them by six. Dakota only beat Richmond two to one. Yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah, I guess we'll take a break and then baseball on the other side. Talk about St. Clair. All right. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMorrin Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810 810- 987-6400 extension 132 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Well, well, I've been seeing a lot of softball this week. You've been seeing a lot of baseball this week. Good, well-played baseball, too. Yeah. Really well-played baseball. When St. Clair is involved, right now, St. Clair baseball and St. Clair softball are exciting. Yes. Um... Yes, they are. And St. Clair, they, there's an emphasis, a huge emphasis by Nick Black on the little things, their head coach. And he almost to a point where I'm I'm sitting next to him and I'm like, he's 
getting upset over like a pitcher not backing up, and I'm like, he means business with these <laughs> these small things, and um, it shows. It shows on the way they play. Lance Cruz North came to town, and they there had been two, as Nick Black said, dogfight games. The first one was six to one, which was I think a two to one game until the sixth, and the their starter had to come out due to pitch count and. Game got away, I guess, away as much as a six to one game can. And the last game we mentioned, two to one, it went extra innings, a walk off walk. So you had those two close games. St. Clair's going for a sweep. And let me tell you what, folks, Lance Cruz North is a very talented team. St. Clair did get the sweep, they beat them two to one. And that is a team. That if they played again next week, there is just a good a chance of Lance Cruz North sweeping St. Clair that there is St. Clair beating them again. That is a hell of a team. Brock Yip was the pitcher for Lance Cruz North. He would be a number one on 90% of teams in the area, and the teams he wouldn't be, he'd be a very, very, very good number two. He was super impressive for him. I just wanted to give that young man a shout-out because... At the plate, he got rung up one time on a pitch that he didn't think was a strike, and he might have had a beef, and I thought it was going to let him rattle him. No, he stayed steady as could be. Um, St. Clair jumped all over him in the first. Bleasdale had a single. Brendan Cole ripped a double down the left field line, and then Eli Lord drove in the game's first run, and he bared down and didn't give up another run to the sixth. He was a very nice pitcher, but St. Clair... We talked about it. Consistency. They got the run in the first, and their pitching um, did a really nice job. Carter Hurlburt got the start on the mound. He gave up a run in the second inning, but that was the only run he gave up. Only struck out two batters, but again, walked one and hit a batter. And actually, his walk was the very last batter he faced. So it wasn't any... It was, yeah, the last batter, so... For almost the entire game, he didn't give up a, a free base and shut down a very talented Lance Cruz North lineup through four innings. Chris Piperzak came in and in three innings of work only gave up one hit. There was an intentional walk in there, but slammed the door. It wasn't easy. Um, Joey Randazzo, another player for Lance Cruz North, which if he was in the area, if he was a free agent and someone in the area picked him up, it would be hard to find a team that he wouldn't put in the 3-4 or 5 slot. He has a beautiful swing in the last at-bat of the game. He roped one into left field that was crushed, and on a warm day it, hit a tra- it would hit a trailer. But, <laughs> but instead it was just uh, the last out of the game. But the big hit came, um, as I mentioned, St. Clair scored in the bottom of the sixth. Jared Cramp, he had a runner on runner on and Eli Lore, and he hit a double that to right center that if it was a warm day, to be fair to St. Clair, that one would have hit the road and bounced into the, someone's yard. He crushed it. it. It's a shame he did it on a 40-degree day because if it was May 28th instead of April 28th when he hit it, it would have been an absolute nuke that they would have had to go and look in the ditch to find it. Like Jared Cramp is a guy that is pretty steady, and he's always kind of involved when good things are going on for St. Clair. And yet when we, we talk about the Saints, it's not the first name that jumps into your head. Sometimes you, you forget, oh, yeah, Jared Cramp is there too, and he's good. Like he plays 
middle infield. Um, he does good, and and it just seems like he always gets big hits for them and drives in big runs. Left hand bat too, you know. This this is a good player who we should talk about more and get more excited when we talk about. And sometimes he kind of gets swept under the wire because Lore Cole, you know. Turner, this guy, the Ellis is it's like Leesdale. Yeah, Jared Cramp is a big part of what they're doing. Yes. Yes, he is. And by the way, Cole, um, he had two hits, including the double I mentioned. I need to stop getting surprised when there's a deep fly ball and a kid tries to take from second to third and I, and Cole goes to throw and my instinct is why are you throwing it? Throw it to the cutoff. Don't let anything <laughs> dumb happen. And he would have gunned down a kid that if the the third baseman he like tried to catch and tag really quick and it popped out of his glove, but if you're playing St. Clair, don't tag up if the ball's hit to Brendan Cole unless it's an absolute bomb because he was putting them on a frozen rope to the bag. It it was it was sick and I saw him do it against Northern. He threw out a kid trying to tag from second to third. He just throws missiles. I, I think against Mooney in that first. Uh game he he threw onto the plate and should have gotten the out and i think uh the catcher didn't hold on to the ball yeah it's it's like he lives to throw runners out on the bases it's absolutely incredible but and eli lore has just been steady hitting he got on three times once on a fielder's choice that and i think the runner was safe at second but he just he just keeps producing he doesn't do anything fancy he's in that four spot though and he just takes the ball where he needs to Gets hits up and down the lineup. They're solid defensively. Did a really nice job. I think they had one error in the game. Um, let me go back and check. Um, yeah, I think just one error and did a really nice job. They throw strikes. They field the ball well, and they, they have situational hitting, and they know how to manufacture a run if they need to. And, yeah, they are the most consistently t- t- the most consistent team playing the best ball right now. Yeah. Uh, I I. I agree. Hey, the, they're eleven and one. That, that well, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, five and one <laughs> in the Mac White, which is a. I mean, the teams in the Mac White. Yeah, it's it's hard to do that. They have Chippewa Valley coming up, who's a bit down. So you hope to see them take another series there, and then Anchor Bay and Gross Point North, two teams that you know are going to be really, really challenging. But they are, they're playing some really good baseball, and they get the win yesterday. And that was kind of the only good baseball thing that happened yesterday. Here's one I guess I'll just say I'm disappointed in. one nothing. Warren Cousineau beats Marine City. And I really wanted to see Marine City sweep this series. I think this is a team that ha- should have league aspirations and – they play well enough. They should at least be in the mix come district time. And to lose a one nothing game, especially when it's a team that we kind of hang their hat on the bats. Yeah. Um, disappointing. But the positive is Wyatt Walker, six innings pitched, only gave up four hits, one run, two walks, four strikeouts. They only got one hit. That was Cooper Letson, who got a hit and walked once. Well, that that's the thing to me. Uh, obviously, whoever Cousineau was throwing yesterday, or whichever combination of pitchers, if they threw more than one, threw a good game. I'll give them. A, I'll tip my cap and give them because that's a Marine City lineup that's got bats in it uh, and that normally hit the ball hard. Normally, 
at some point in the seven-inning game, somebody from Marine City runs into one and hits it in the gap or does something, and that didn't happen uh, yesterday. So, uh, again, a couple of pitchers' duels uh, for the Mariners, one that worked out for them in softball and one that didn't work out for them in baseball. So that drops them to 3-1 and one in league play. Lampfears 4-0, and oh, and that's going to be who they need to beat and. Now you, you can't split and hope you, you're going to have to sweep Lamphere yeah. or hope someone else jumps up and nips them too. Um, the uh, and, and this is where not having that third game yeah. is different because, again, yeah. they're doing it different than the other Mac Lakes. Yeah, they're going to have a tournament at the end. Uh, Lakeview finally got their series going with Port Huron, an 11-3 win for the Huskies over Port Huron. Braden Albers had two hits. Gavin DeLong, a hit, a walk, a drove in a run. Cade Hansel. Another nice player um, for the Big Red. Gets on base. I think he's gotten on base every – might have a hit in every single game this year. Um, He had a hit and a walk, and Clayton Thompson had a hit and a walk. So, the Big Reds dropped the first game against Lakeview. They play two today against the Huskies. You hope they can at least split a doubleheader, if not sweep them at home. But, again, we mentioned pitching depth is the issue for – the big reds yeah uh anchor bay splits with utica tars won the first game three two utica won the second game uh seven to uh four uh, a couple double headers today because northern is making up and playing a double header too at home yeah they're playing lance cruz um marysville's hosting frazier for game three the vikings they got a win down at frazier what was that back on wednesday i believe did we miss that game mm, did I they play they played... i thought they played tuesday maybe they, no, that was the game I did there. They did win on Wednesday, and we missed it. So oh, my that apologies. Is, that is my fault. They they did go down there, and on Wednesday they won 3-2. to two. How did I forget about How did I miss that one? Because that was a really nice win for Marysville. Ah, I apologize to all our Viking listeners. Yeah, because well, we got it just at the end of the yeah, show. We, we got it out of order, a little late. Yeah, they had they won three to two. They only had four hits, but they were able to draw five walks. Got on um, Trenton Vaggy pitched five innings of uh, two hit two run baseball. He did walk five, so he was a little wild, but was able to strike out eight as well. All right, I'll have to get that up there. Yeah, yeah, that was, and then because when did Northern play uh, Lance Cruz? Was that that was the game on? Yeah, Tuesday, we ended up on seven different places before yes. I finally found a yes, spot. that was the one on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, the Marysville Vikings get a big win over Frazier. Their first Mac play, oh, Mac win, and I texted Coach Dolman just saying, hey, nice win. And he's like, it felt really good to just finally break through and get that first win because they had been in every game so far. They hadn't broken through. So I'll have the conclusion of that series today on stream two. 431st pitch and you are going to see marine city softball again this will be four games in three days for me and the mariners but they've won two of them so it's not like they're not going to like seeing me and the one was an audible because that was like the only game being played that yeah day. That, that was not where i was planning on on being the the week has been weird for that early in the week the weather was just so bad that it really jumbled our uh, schedule and where we ended up going but so marine city marysville softball and coming off a loss yesterday you know marysville will be looking in a rivalry game uh to try to bounce back and and get something to make them feel good going into the weekend 
Um, so that that's important. Um, and then I just want to like jump ahead to Monday real quick. Uh, I know we're at Comerica Park on Saturday yeah. for three baseball games. Yep. Um, so you, you catch that out because Marysville's involved in that. Marine City, Richmond's down there. Yale is down there. And Anchor Bay is the uh, other team down there. And uh, we'll watch three games. But Monday, again, the big uh, mushroom cloud to the south will be Algonac, Almont softball, doubleheader. Uh, I don't know if there's enough hours in the afternoon and evening to complete that doubleheader. Well, we'll talk about that more, obviously, on Monday's show. They need to put lights up. You're excited for that I'm one. I'm excited for that one. Uh, and we believe the PH Northern softball game is rescheduled for yes. Monday. But, yeah. We'll double we have, check on that. we got three on Saturday. We'll have our show back on Monday. So, we'll have we'll have a fun time because, yeah, we're, I think we're actually going to get a week of decent weather. Yay. Anyway. Um, anything else? Remind them where we are today one more time. Uh, I'm in Marine City for Marine City Marysville softball at 430. Yep. And uh, you are in Marysville. Yes. For Marysville Frazier, the, uh, the, the rubber game of that uh, three-game uh, set. Yep. And that'll be 430 on stream two. And then uh, coverage starts at 9 tomorrow morning from Comerica Park for our baseball triple header. Yes, it does. So, well, well that was a fun-filled show. Absolutely. Anything else? Nope. Send it home. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.